And I'm David Arati. And today we were joined by with joined with joined with me, Brenda. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You guys may remember Brenda from our Chupacabra episode last year. We had her on with Orcadia in their podcast, Monstras. Yes. Thank you for having me on. Early on in our podcast, somebody wrote to us and we're like, you guys should do something with the monstrous. Really? Yeah. I didn't even know that. Really? Yeah. Who? I wonder who. <laughs> They're probably listening right now. And I can't <laughs> <hear their name. laughs> it was meant to be. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. We've uh, become good friends. It's kind of cute. Yeah, and so we haven't recorded an episode for a few months this summer, really. Um, SETI got a new job being an HVAC technician. Is that what you call that? Yeah, an HVAC technician. And my cat got breast cancer. So she just had a tiny kitty mastectomy. Hmm. Yeah. All her teats on one side. Poor baby. Yeah, that's been really gross. <laughs> yeah, has it? Is there yeah, issues with the stitches? Cats, um, are kind of stinky. She usually, like, licks herself, you know? But she was definitely getting, like, kitty B.O. No! And it was, like, this very distinctive smell of her uncleaned body. Oh, because she had the cone? Right, yeah, she had a cone on for, like, two weeks. Stinky baby. Aww. And this is actually the first time I'm recording again, I guess, because since we, we went on like a hiatus uh, for Monsters, so we might come back. We'll see. We'll you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we look forward to hearing what you guys do next. Oh, yeah. I'm already talking to Orkidia about coming back, so... We're working on it. Awesome. So today we wanted to do kind of a lighter episode um, that isn't as thoroughly researched as a typical episode. But what I've been kind of wanting to do is to bring around themes that we've talked about in the podcast before and applying them to recent news okay and so i thought like a great place to do that would be to discuss what was it? i mean i i don't a great place to do that to discuss reasons i i thought a great topic to discuss would be the recent alleged alien attacks in peru Ooh. okay can you tell us a little bit about that david so the story first came out of Radio Programas del Peru. Is that right, Brenda? Ra- Radio Programas del Peru. Yeah. Yeah, we'll call it RPP. Um, <laughs> and it's Peru's largest radio station, and the story broke on August 1st. 
And according to the story, the Ikitu indigenous people in the district of Altoyunane in northeastern Peru um, were experiencing this kind of series of nighttime attacks by these mysterious flying creatures, which they said began on July 11th. Story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so one local leader... He was a local leader, according to RPP, is quoted saying, quote, These gentlemen are aliens. They seem armored like the green goblin from Spider-Man. I have shot one twice and it didn't fall. Instead, it elevated and disappeared. I have shot him twice and he does not fall, but rises and disappears. We're frightened by what is happening in this community. He further described the creatures, saying, Their color is silver, their shoes are round in shape, and with those they rise up. They float one meter high and have a red light on their heel. Their heads are long, their mask is long, and their eyes are short, and their eyes are sort of yellowish. Okay, I like to imagine the Green Goblin going yeah. around Peru <laughs> scaring people. So did he, did they harm anybody? Oh, yeah. yeah. So he related to RPP that one teenager was attacked by one of the creatures who, which slashed at her neck. But the radio station, like, tried to follow up at the local hospital and they didn't have any records of somebody being attacked by an alien. Interesting. I mean, no one's going to go to the hospital after being attacked by an alien. No one's going to believe them. <laughs> That's a, a good headline of a article. Like, young and, girl attacked by alien. <laughs> and so this story was picked up by, I think because it happened right around the time that there was a congressional hearing about the American government's alleged UFO research, mm -hmm. that it became topical. Okay. These weird attacks in Peru. But I think, as we'll discuss, these attacks probably have more in common with Pishtaco legends okay. than they do with extraterrestrials. That's really interesting. Because the aliens aren't even, like, white. And the no. Pishtaco is specifically, like, you have to be, like, light-skinned, I guess? Right. Or an outsider, yeah. 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 And these fools are green. <laughs> Long faces. <laughs> the round shoes I find interesting. Like, did they look like the um, those red boots that were popular, the rubber boots that looked like Astro Boy. Was that wow. are those meant to kick people in the balls? No, they're just like they're supposed to be like they look like cartoon shoes. I thought know. it was a sex thing. I thought you meant No <laughs> David, you always think it's a sex thing. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Crocs. No, I was talking about those big red boots that look like, you know, cartoon boots that they were apparently they're really expensive. I forgot who put them out, but like people were seen wearing them. They're like, how do you even style these boots? Interesting. Yeah. And now I want a picture of these boots. I, they're kind of, can you pull them up, David? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, we should run at these boots. I want to look at these boots. 
I hear they're made for kicking you in the balls. <laughs> I saw a video on a Reddit of a guy being kicked in the ball with, with this woman with these big rubber boots. I just figured it was some kind of sex thing. <laughs> what subreddit are you on? At this I don't know. I think it was like... Um, Jeez. Crazy videos. Holy crap. <laughs> so that's what I imagined when they said big round <laughs> shoes. <laughs> These are comical. They look like they're made of like pottery. Like I want to put it on like in my garden. <laughs> yeah, I like to put a plant in it. <laughs> yeah, those are definitely for kicking people in the boat. <laughs> let's see, let's see what. Picture, like how oh my god, Seti. The, our listeners can't see your pictures on your phone. They can look it up. They're big red boots. They look like, you know, something that a cartoon character reads. That's literally all you gotta... Okay, moving on. Uh, so some looking? of the villagers suspected that the beans were pelicaras, or pelicaras, which means face peeler. Pelicaras? I mean, it's, it's pork. No, it be Portuguese. What's wrong with you, David? Yeah. Peruvian. Peruvian. Peruvian? Okay. Pelicars, yeah. And these... This seems to refer to this organ-stealing kind of boogeyman, which we see a lot in, like, the Peach Taco, but also, like, when we talked about, like, the Malawi vampire attacks, like, this kind of idea of a kind of colonial extractor monster. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of those, actually, especially in South America. And Silbon, one of my favorite monsters, he likes to, like, suck you out, like, all your little bones and your organs. Oh, so fun. Wow. Like, like the marrow out of the Like, bones? everything. Like, oh. he's, like a little Capri Sun. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> So it just leaves you as like a skin sack. Yeah. And he only goes after like rapists and like philanderers, you know, so all our friends. <laughs> <laughs> you like, good for him. <laughs> That's why I like him. <laughs> okay, so more about the villagers. Here. So the RPP likes. That's where the story originated. And then these sort of, like, like the Daily Mail, the UK tabloid, and other tabloid papers picked up on the story. And I think because of the time period, like, like it happened around the time of the um, congressional hearing on UFOs, mm -hmm. that the international media really picked up on it. Okay, because it was, like, a hot topic. Got it. Not like the mall store. Not like the mall store. Hot topic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was a delayed reaction to that joke. <laughs> Sorry, I, I keep my voice the same when I make jokes. People don't realize I'm making them half the time. <laughs> it's pretty good. Thank you. And... Within, like, the um, RPP's original story, there's also some villagers suspected that these were drones being used by car illegal gold mining cartels. 
Okay. I think about gold mining, like illegal gold mining in Peru. It's like a big operation where they'll go into a river and then they'll kind of like dredge it and then apply mercury to like the river muck to lift out the gold. That's fucked. And so there are these big operations and they're often occurring in areas that like um, already have an indigenous population. And so these illegal gold mining operations um, are reflective of a certain kind of colonial relationship. Mm -hmm. And so here, I think what's happening is like the Pishtaco, like the Malawi vampires, you have a, a boogeyman that is representative of a certain set of social hierarchies. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I didn't realize that was a thing. Yeah. Illegal gold mining? Yeah. Well, I mean, I know people gold mined illegally, but I didn't realize there's a whole operation ran by the cartel. Yeah, after the housing crisis of 2008 and the global slump, like the price of gold has gone way up mm-hmm. and alongside with that has been all of these illegal mining operations. Okay. And so they're ruining the environment and these communities of indigenous people. Yeah. Cause they're probably making them work and abusing them amongst other things. It sounds like the Coke industry too. Yeah. Very similar. Yeah. Um, ultimately, the Peruvian um, military became involved, and they, and, and the national police, and their explanation was it was these illegal miners using jetpacks. <laughs> Sorry. And so the, the international media picked up, like, oh yeah, it's just miners with jetpacks, and I don't think anybody's really questioned like that's also ridiculous that's so ridiculous so they're in jetpacks flying around in these fucking red boot boot boots <laughs> like cartoon boots with the red lights <laughs> they're like the walking shoes like like toddlers wear <laughs> light up <laughs> yes okay that is ridiculous that doesn't make any sense so do people actually believe that as an explanation yeah it just seems to be what's been accepted it's like oh yeah miners with their jetpack <laughs> that sounds like being a woman going to the doctor and they're like oh it's just your period like, yeah with anything yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just anxiety you're fine go it's home. just these miners with their jetpacks <laughs> don't worry about it i don't are jetpacks like a thing like do they actually exist in like a a way that i don't know it's like efficient no because <laughs> i figured they would spend so much gas that's what i've seen and i've seen the water chip packs but that's all water jet packs? yeah yeah it shoots a wa- like you've got a little hose and it shoots oh, water you're supposed to use them above like a body of water yes yeah. you have okay. to be in some sort of water. That seems dangerous. <laughs> so I think going, looking at the story and kind of going past the 
government's explanation is that there's kind of two ways to to analyze it. So on the one hand, there is this tradition of people um, maintaining a social hierarchy by using the supernatural to instill fear. And so, for example, Edward Lansdale, we talked about in our PSYOPs episode, mm-hmm. used, like, the myth of the Aswang in the Philippines. So what they did is they, there's this called the Cook Rebellion, and it was, like, this kind of vaguely Soviet-aligned anti-colonial rebellion that first drove out the Japanese in World War II, and then try to drive out the Americans um, and their kind of puppet government. And so this CIA operative, like, took one of the rebels and, like, punctured him to make it look like a vampire attack. Oh, my God. And so the idea was that you can use the psychology of people and their belief systems to control them. Were they also using helicopters? And well, that that happened in Vietnam, Ghost oh, Gate okay. Number Ten. It was called Operation Wandering Soul, and so this was after Edward Lansdale kind of fell from grace with the U.S. government, but it was a very Lansdale-esque project to use. A recording that's very spooky of these Vietnamese people complaining about how their ghosts um, haven't been properly buried and they would go over areas that were held um, and play it. So they were like, so there's these people who are grieving their dead and people are going over with helicopters playing tapes to recreate the sounds of their ghosts. Their ghosts. That's, That's fucked crazy. up. That is that is really messed up to frighten them. And then of course there's also um the analysis of Gladys Marie Fry, who talked about how the first clan after Reconstruction would try to use like kind of like magic tricks to insinuate that they were the supernatural power, the the ghosts of the Confederate dead. And so one of the things they would do is they would come to like a black home and they would ask for water and then they would have like this little little like pocket in their shirt that they'd fill with water and the idea was was that they were insatiable because of like them rising up from hell and being like always hot and i think that the idea of like the ku klux klan doing this was like in their minds they were tricking you know this like these poor people like to um, believe that they had a supernatural threat. I think in reality, there was a threat of violence that underwrote, like, the clan's use of the supernatural. Interesting. 
Huh. A lot of groups, especially hate groups, use supernatural things. I mean, the Nazis. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. It's like they're making them... It's like they're embodying monsters. They're monsters pretending to be monsters. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Hmm. I think looking... At this particular story, though, is um, useful in comparing it. To, oh, Take non- a second. That's yeah. a nonsense sentence. <laughs> Take a second to figure it out. It. Um, the idea of night doctors, right, which kind of grew out of the clan. There's this idea after the Great Migration, after a lot of black people from the South moved into these northern, like, cities, that there were doctors or medical students that would abduct people at night, um, specifically black people, Mm -hmm. and then, like, train them of their blood and use them for their anatomy lessons or whatever. And so you have this kind of boogeyman that is not supernatural, but I mean, it might as well be. Yeah, yeah. They're urban legends. They right, like. exactly. Yeah. And so if these illegal mining operations are using something to intimidate, like the local people, then I think there is a tradition um, of, of that. Like, people have been used in the supernatural to facilitate um, power. It's not unprecedented. Unprecedented. You know what I mean. <laughs> but that is really interesting. Huh. On the other hand, so you have like this idea of the face peeler being um more of an indigenous, right? Like like a peach taco, like kind of like this like stranger who's going to use your organs on the black market, yeah. and then you have um, this explanation that it was actually not aliens or peach tacos, but rather it was jetpack gold miners trying to intimidate the local population, mm-hmm. and. And that kind of goes into this tradition of using the supernatural as a means of social control. But I don't think that's what's happening. I think that something like a mass psychogenic illness, Mm -hmm. um, where you have these characters like the Mad Gasser of Mattoon and Spring-Heeled Jack and um, these sort of moments in history where you have these this almost like a mass hallucination almost like the sweatshop position sweatshop possessions right and so you have people in southeast asia working in these very exploitative like factories yeah and they'll all start to be possessed by ghosts or demons and it's i've never heard of this yeah and and um particularly bangladesh and cambodia (laughs) and so um, I suspect what's happening here is something akin to that. Like, like the Mothman would be another good example 
of this kind of monster that people see Mm -hmm. that's probably not there. And I think that the social stresses that are underwritten within the story of, like, these mining operations that are extracting um, resources and also destroying the environment. Could like, possibly be poisoning the people who live in the area as well. Oh, yeah, with mercury. Oh, yeah. So that might be yeah. it, right? So I think there's the, the stress factor of kind of being under the thumb of a violent and abusive power, such as the cartel, um, plus the poisoning can maybe cause some sort of mass hallucination. But let me bring up uh, a blast from the past (laughs) from uh, 2016, if you recall, the clown sightings. Right. Oh, yeah. Mass clown sightings. So I think it's in I think it's in the same milieu as things like the Spring Heel Jack or Phantom Clowns. Um, what's interesting about it is very visceral. So there's this teenage girl who claimed to be attacked by something. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was indigenous. Yeah. Okay. Um, and people were attacked by spring Jack, and people claimed to be attacked by the Chupacabra. Yeah. And I mean, why haven't I been attacked? <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to see something. I wanna but maybe get, I don't. I want to get slapped by Sasquatch. <laughs> that reminds me of that video, have you guys seen, of Erica Badu? Like, she's like... I don't understand why I haven't been abducted or seen aliens yet. She's like, I've done all the things that you're supposed to do. I go out at night. I yes. bring my little keyboard, you know. Yes. I play the tune, and then she plays the tune. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> it was so good. She was like, do, 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 do. It was very good. Um... But back to the serious issue, David. Um, um, yeah, and so for this episode, we're just going to do something really short that, you know, says that we're still alive. And I am working on a series. I've just read, I've read like five books. We keep doing these, like, these two to three part episodes. And one's coming for Halloween. Ooh. And... I'm pretty excited about it. I'm pretty intimidated by it. Like, I have these books that are just full of, like, all my little notes. I have to sit down at the computer and go through each little note to try to create a narrative that is vaguely entertaining. (laughs) (laughs) That's smart. Can we give them a little teaser? Like, what? Um, it has to do with goddesses. Oh, Oh, that's fun. Okay. Halloween goddesses? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> love it I'm here for it I will be here for it All right. <laughs> literally <Yeah. laughs> I would love to listen to it yeah and so I just wanted to say we're still here we're still thinking still reading and we'll see you next month special thanks to Brenda for showing up yeah it was fun and I liked hearing about these jetpack 
miners. <laughs> jetpack face peelers. Yeah. That's the worst kind of jetpack and the worst kind of face peeler. Because you never know. You're just walking down the street and they just fall on you and attack. When they peel your face, does your do they take your face? Um. So they take your face and your fat. There, there, it is. I, I think it is a variation of peach taco. Mm-hmm. The one thing about the story is that if you look up Pilacata, like it just ref, like the Google just goes back to these stories, okay. and so I think it's a hyper localized version of a peach taco. Um, Understood. Oh, that's interesting. So it's like an offshoot of this legend. Right. Because I didn't know that they were stealing the fat also. Yeah, and that's just according to one source that is talking about this incident. And, like, the indigenous tribe that they are discussing the Akitu also are very, like, there are some articles that I found on Google Scholar about, like, language specialists doing outreach to them, but that's it. Like, the story is very... Vague. Vague, and the details are very, like, niche. But it's, like, it's the same type of, I guess, story archetype that you find in, like, urban legends, right? They're supposed to be very vague. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mysterious. And also, I do appreciate this local leader was talking about, like, he referenced the Green Goblin from Spider-Man. And that's the end of our episode. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. That's what happened to my phone. Why did I clap at us? I don't don't know. As soon as I ended that sentence, I was like, yeah, yeah, Brenda, yeah, yeah, great. All right, we're done. Okay. All right. Well, we will see you in a month. Boo-boo.